O water, because of your presence, the atmosphere is so refreshing and imparts us with vigor and strength. We rever you, who gladdens us by your pure essence. O water, this auspicious sap of yours, please share with us. Like a mother desiring to share her best possession with her children. O water, when your invigorating essence goes to one affected by weakness, it enlivens him. O water, you are the source of our lives. O water, may the auspicious divinity which is wished for be present in you when we drink you. May the auspiciousness which supports you flow to us. O water, may the divinity in water dwell in the farmlands. O water, I implore you to give nutrition to the crops. O water, Soma told me that in water is present all medicinal herbs of the world and also Agni who brings auspiciousness to the world. O water, you are abundantly filled with medicinal herbs. Please protect my body so that I can see the sun for long. O water, please wash away whatever wicked tendencies are in me and also wash away the treacheries burning me from within and any falsehood present in my mind. This shloka is from Apa Suktam from Rigveda that has been translated in English language. Ayurveda regards water as the nectar of life and has given precise instructions in the sutras, the original texts on when and how to consume water, when not to consume water and also equally important how to store water the right way. We will explore all these aspects in this podcast episode today. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo, Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat, Parabrahma, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Namaste everyone, this is Akshata. Time flies even in this crazy lockdown. We are already in the fall season. The official autumn equinox was just a few days back. This tells us we are now into six months of this virus pandemic. Sadly, we have to accept this new normal everywhere in the world. I hope you and your family are all healthy and safe. Today's episode, I would like to dive into the Ayurveda Sutras, 
which are the original Ayurveda texts that give us clear and precise instructions on how to consume water. Water is called as Apo or Ambu or Jala in Sanskrit. And water is the life-giving elixir in Ayurveda. In this episode, we will learn all the right ways of consuming water, starting with how to store water the right way. The right ways to drink water, when and how to drink water, when not to drink water, and last but not the least, the physical and spiritual benefits of water. Once upon a time, when our earth was pure and clean, the Ayurveda Sutras tell us the best form of water to drink was from water collected from rainwater. Rainwater is called as Gangambu in Ayurveda. Rainwater then was pure, unpolluted, uncontaminated. Such fresh water from the rains was called Jeevaniya, meaning life-giving, giving satiety to food we consumed, strengthened the heart, was calming and soothing to the mind, gentle coolant to the body, improving the overall quality of life. No wonder why water was compared to the nectar of life called Amrut. Today, we can dare say this as we have messed up Mother Earth big time with all the pollution and the acid rain this sadly doesn't hold true in many parts of the world today. Now in our modern times, we all consume heavily processed water from the infamous reverse osmosis called the RO water. In the process of making our water clean and drinkable, while taking out all the bacteria, viruses, heavy metals and other contaminants from the water, we have also sadly stripped out all the rich minerals that water innately possessed and have deeply disturbed the natural molecular structure of the water. So this processed water definitely does not have all the intrinsic qualities, the fresh rain water as described in the Ayurveda texts. It is not safe and practical to drink rain water in today's time. So now, what do we do? This is why I love and respect Ayurveda is because it makes it practical for any time of age. Here are some very doable solutions to try to bring the water back as close to its innate natural fabric, if you will. The answer lies in how we store water for daily consumption. The sutras in Ayurveda give us a ranking of what are the best vessels to store water. The first in the line is pure gold container. Yes, pure gold. This is referenced as the best method to store water. Even till today, this traditional practice of storing water in pure gold containers 
is done in the ancient temples of India and this water is offered to the deities. The second in line is pure silver container to store water. Silver is energetically cooling metal per Ayurveda and anyone having imbalance in Pitta, the fire element, would really benefit a lot with silver metal. The next in line comes pure copper containers. We are quite familiar now here in the West about copper jugs and its medicinal benefits. The reason why Ayurveda emphasizes to store water in these precious metals is because the micronutrients of these metals are released in the water, making it come back closer to how the water's molecular structure should be. Ayurveda really doesn't recommend using stainless steel pots for water storage, even though it is a widely used metal in India. After recommending these precious metals, the next in line Ayurveda recommends is pure clay pots. They are also called as mud pots. These are very economical to buy and also pretty simple to use and that is why they have been used for centuries in India and are very popular even today, especially during the summer season. When I was a kid growing up in India, I remember drinking water from these clay pots in summer at my grandparents' house. And I still very clearly remember the water tasted very good and it was cool and it really gave the satiety feeling during the hot, humid summers. The water stored in the clay pot is called as matke ki pani and is widely used everywhere in India. Some of you who listen to my podcast regularly know that I live in Arizona and we have insane brutal summer and this year especially has been a record breaker. I am seriously thinking of buying a pure handmade clay pot for my next summer so that it will really make a huge Huge difference to calm my pitta, the fire element, and also the water is so, so tasty and cooling to the body and mind. Once you taste water from the clay pot, you will say goodbye to your refrigerated water. This clay pot water is cool temperature-wise, but it is done with the natural process of the clay minerals and this water is fully and readily absorbed by our body. And Ayurveda says a person who drinks water regularly from the clay pot in summer will never get dehydrated. I would not recommend drinking clay pot water in winters as it is energetically very cooling. We do get clay pots now on Amazon but please make sure you buy it from a reliable source so that they use only natural, local organic clay and there are no additives added and the clay pot is unglazed. 
I would really encourage you to try once drinking water from clay pot and I guarantee you, you will be hooked. It really gives you an experience on how water should taste and then you will know why Ayurveda has compared water to Amrut, the nectar of life. Because the taste of this kind of water is, it is really out of this world. I know all these measures given by Ayurveda sound very fancy, but you might be thinking not very practical in today's world. And I get it. I hear you. So here are a couple more options of storing water and making it come as close as possible to its natural state. In today's modern time, glass is recommended as it stays pretty neutral in any reaction. We all know the processed RO water is pretty low on pH level and tends to run in the acidic range. What Ayurveda suggests is add few drops of lime or lemon juice to the water to make the water alkaline so that it's more ready to be absorbed by the body. Another classic suggestion that has been experimented by highly qualified Ayurveda Vaidyas is using fresh tulsi leaves Tulsi is spelt as T-U-L-S-I. It is called as holy basil. This is not the basil we use in Italian cooking. This is completely different kind of basil. Adding few fresh Tulsi leaves to the RO water brings the pH to a good alkaline state and Tulsi is regarded as auspicious, highly sattvic Ayurveda herb and drinking water infused with this highly charged Tulsi is very very beneficial for our physical, mental and spiritual health. You can google Tulsi and see a long list of benefits. One caution though, the Tulsi herb is energetically heating to the body. The Tulsi herb can be easily grown in our backyard and in recent years it is also quite easily available in the US nurseries. At least I get it here easily in Arizona. In the temples in India, it is a normal custom where the priest offers blessed water to all the devotees coming to the temple. This blessed water is first stored in a pure silver pot with fresh tulsi leaves immersed in it. This water is then offered to the deities by chanting mantras. This process makes the water blessed and is called as tirtha and it comes from the ancient Sanskrit language. There are many meanings to the word tirtha. The most common translation would be traveling from one point to the other. So from a spiritual perspective, when a receptive person drinks this tirtha with reverence and devotion, this spiritually charged water 
has the power to transform the mind to a sacred state where one can foresee the possibility of crossing the earthly life to higher states of consciousness. We also know from the modern science today that water is the best medium to retain memory consciousness. So when it is charged with positive energy, it can definitely be a tool for our own self-realization. Now, let us learn all the right ways of drinking water per Ayurveda. When to drink, how much to drink, and when not to drink water. Ayurveda text very strongly emphasizes to begin the day by drinking water when we wake up at dawn. There have been quite a few Sanskrit words shared in this podcast today. Another one is called Ushpan. Ushpan is drinking water first thing in the morning. Usha means dawn and Pana means drinking. The custom of drinking water first thing in the morning on an empty stomach is called Ushpan. Ideal time to do Ushpan is before sunrise, immediately after waking up. The time mentioned in the Ayurveda text is Brahma Muruta, approximately 48 minutes before sunrise. Ayurveda says, drinking water during this auspicious time every day bestows innumerable benefits to our body and mind. I will just share few tangible benefits I have seen by personally practicing this ritual in my own life. Increased energy and focus helps to maintain my ideal weight. It's best to have good clean bowel movement before I brush my teeth. Healthy, well hydrated skin. Clear and bright eyes for sure. Mind is alert, focused throughout the day. There are much more, but right now only these come to my mind. Once you start the ritual of drinking water first thing in the morning, you will generally see results within two weeks. This simple ritual makes a world of change to our healthy lifestyle. Now you may ask how much to drink first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Well, the original text tell us approximately 8 Anjali's, meaning, again this is a new word, Anjali is holding two palms together. The quantity of water you can hold in both your palms is one Anjali. So take eight times of that water quantity and pour it in a big glass bottle and now you know the exact quantity needed for your body and mind. Ayurveda gives us precise instructions to each individual and does not prescribe one-size-fits-all theory and suggest eight glasses a day 
as we have been told here in the U.S. Every anjali size, which is the palm size of an individual, which is two palm size of an individual, is different. And once you know the exact measurement of eight anjalis for you, that is the exact water requirement of your body. There are some cautions to be observed for practicing ushpan, drinking water first thing in the morning. This ritual is highly recommended only for healthy individuals. Ayurveda also tells us water must be well digested in our body. It is not just the food that we eat that needs to be digested well. We also need to make sure the water we drink is also digested well in our system. Now please pay attention. Cooked water digests well in our body. I repeat, cooked water digests well in our body. What do I mean by that? Cooked water means bringing the water to a boiling temperature. There are few ways of cooking water. I will just share two of the most common methods. The first one is we heat water to a boiling temperature on a stove top. No microwave please. After water starts to boil, when we see big bubbles, we switch off the heat. Typically, for kapha dominant people, they can sip this water at a bearable hot temperature. For vata dominant people can sip this water warm or lukewarm temperature. And for pitta dominant people, definitely sip this water at room temperature. So the temperature varies according to your dosha. And the key word to remember is sip and not gulp or chug water throughout the day. This is the first method. The second way you can try cooking water is, you bring the water to a boiling temperature, but you now boil it for a longer period of time and then reduce the water to 50%. Here is an example. You take four cups of water in a stock pot and put it to boil and you boil it until it reduces to 50%. So now you have only two cups of water in the stock pot. This cooked water is more easily digested than the previous water that was just brought to the boiling temperature. You can follow the same principle of what dosha you are that I explained in the first method and sip water accordingly. I hope all this Ayurveda information is helpful for you and now you know water also needs to be digested optimally for the body and mind to benefit from it. This is one of the most popular sutra in the Ayurveda text. Drink water only when you feel thirsty Eat food only when you feel hungry. Sadly, today in our modern culture, we hardly pay attention when we are really thirsty or when we are really hungry. We just run our life on an autopilot mode 
and that ayurveda says is very harmful for our well being we need to rewire our brains and think water requirement for every individual is different because the body and mental requirements are different so eight glasses of water does not hold true when we look at it with ayurveda lens now let's quickly look at when not to drink water drinking water before our meals is not recommended the digestive fire agni and the appetite is hampered and this in turn causes weakness in a person drinking water after our meals is also not recommended because after finishing our meals the digestive process is in the kapha phase of our digestion and this naturally leads to obesity ayurveda recommends we eat warm unctuous nourishing and synergistically tasting food at every meal if you follow this principle the food is in the right unctuous consistency for all the digestive enzymes to be secreted well in the stomach eating food in this way activates the apanavata the downward flow of vata so that we don't experience any form of indigestion bloating and constipation issues after eating our meals if this is not the case then ayurveda recommends you sip small amounts of water in between meals the temperature of the water should be similar to the food temperature you are eating this will help to disintegrate the food properly and aid in digestion ayurveda also recommends not to drink water or drink water in a very limited quantity when a person is experiencing poor digestion has abdominal issues anemia hemorrhoids because all these disorders point to poor digestive fire and drinking lots of water by these individuals will further weaken the digestion please remember this golden rule drink water only when you are thirsty drinking too much water is also harmful and drinking too less water is also harmful the mantra of ayurveda is balance and moderation in everything one story of my client just comes to my mind this lady was in her late 50s and had chronic migraine headaches for almost 25 years and she was taking excedrin for this issue which really never helped her condition so she was looking desperately for some natural alternative after doing a thorough analysis of her body constitution i had recommended the right way of drinking water to her unique cellular makeup that's it nothing else was recommended just drinking water the right way and you know what her migraines were gone in 3 weeks and she sent me a photo of throwing her excedrin in the trash bin so just knowing 
when and how to drink water to your dosha your body constitution can be this powerful if you are spiritually inclined i would like to share with you few things i do with my water to maximize its spiritual benefits in my life being a pitta dominant personality i do take my water in pure silver container in summer and i like to recite some of my guru parmahansa yogananda's chants to this water and charge it spiritually and say a prayer before i drink it you can do this only once a day and it takes less than 5 minutes depending on how long you want to chant the mantras this ritual really works on the emotional manomay kosha keeps me in the right frame of mind to embrace the day and meet the challenges sometimes i do get tough clients and with their life stories so it is very important for me to keep myself grounded and composed and this little ritual really helps i would encourage you to try it power lies in practice now we are heading into fall season you can include tulsi leaves in the water this will help much more to spiritualize and charge your water this is not humbo jumbo stuff ayurveda works it is very scientific and tailors to individuals unique cellular makeup water is powerful it is jeevaniya as we heard in the beginning of this podcast water is life giving nectar only when we know how to consume it rightly to our body constitution so i want to give you the recipe of swarna jal it's a gold infused water which i personally take so here goes the recipe take 4 cups of water in a stock pot add pure gold coin it is very very important to use the pure gold it's 99.9% 24 karat pure gold no jewelry no gold earrings will work it has to be pure gold coin so add this pure gold coin to the stock pot boil this water until it reduces to 2 cups of water take it off from the stove and cool it to room temperature take the gold coin out of the stock pot and sip this water throughout the day you could also add more water to it but don't drink more than 2 cups of gold infused water in a day the gold coin remains the same by weight even if you use it for like 50 100 years it is just the molecular structure of the water changes with the precious metals so the positive charge of the gold changes the molecular structure of water and this gold infused water helps to build strong immune system it even improves the complexion of the skin it gives energy and focus again 
this water has been used for centuries in India and slowly it is being practiced in some parts here in the West as well. But it's not as popular yet, but it will be for sure. But try this, especially during our pandemic, this coronavirus pandemic. Drinking gold-charged water really strengthens the immune system. You can do the same thing with silver metal as well. This is second in line. And the silver-infused water is called as Rajat Jal. It is made exactly the same recipe, taking four cups of water, boiling it and reducing it to two cups of water and sipping it. And here too, you need the purest form of silver coin, like 99.99 grade silver. Nothing less would work because we are ingesting this. It has to be the highest grade and the purest metal. Silver is good for Pitta dominant people and especially in the summer because it's very energetically cooling and you'll feel a difference drinking silver infused water as well and it has the same benefits as gold does and gives you energy, focus, clearer complexion. If you have any inflammation or Pitta related issues, silver water would be better than gold water. And if you try any of the recipe given here, the gold water or the silver water, please do write a comment to me. I would love to know how was your experience. All the Ayurveda suggestions given here on this podcast are very generic by nature. If you have any health disorder or any disease, I strongly suggest you take advice from an experienced Ayurveda practitioner before incorporating any of these suggestions. I hope this was helpful to you and you have a new reverence to look at water with a newfound respect that it truly deserves. What I have shared here is just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more written on water in Ayurveda text. Are you thirsty to knowing more? Do you have a strong calling to learn authentic Ayurveda directly from the original sutras? Then please check out my online Ayurveda Learning Academy. The link is in the description box. My passion is to share the scientific wisdom of Ayurveda in a practical way so that we can incorporate it in our daily lifestyle. Please let me know in comments how you felt about this podcast episode and would be grateful if you could please subscribe to my podcast. Thank you for your time. Until we meet again, Namaste. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.